guys, how are you today? How's it going? Cole and I are doing pretty good. We both have a day off together, which is unheard of. Two days in a row off what? together. Yeah. You're off tomorrow too? Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Which is absolutely unheard of, so we figured we would uh, we would record some episodes mm -hmm. and get, get you some stories. Done. So we're very excited. All right, so. So today, what are we talking about, Cole? I. Today, I will tell you, I have a story about a really awesome vision. And then Cole has an email that was sent in to us by our super fan, James. And then we're gonna talk about visions versus dreams and how to tell the difference between them. And then we're gonna learn about smudging and why and how and if you should smudge. Do you know what smudging is? I think, yeah. This is like sage. Yeah, saging. Right. Okay. Cool. It's your turn. Let's jump into it. This story was sent in to me by one of our very first fans and one of my very closest friends. It is the coolest story. It is not what you were expecting. Okay. Okay. So, I have a close friend, Caitlin who you probably remember, we worked together in Billings. She was um, at the sure. bookstore. Was she the little one with the dark hair? Yes. Okay, then yeah. Real pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she is absolutely wonderful. Caitlin is a sweet Christian mama who I adore. And she was super happy to go ahead and share one of her stories for our podcast. She was the first story we got sent in, to tell you the truth. Mm. Uh, the story is about her grandparents. It takes place in 1971. So Caitlin's grandparents were Joe and Lillian. They were pretty strict Christians. The girls, um, they always kept their hair very long and wore skirts only. They had a really close relationship with God and went to church faithfully. They had uh, family friends that they were very close to named Walter and Marsha. Walter and Marsha had two children, just like Joe and Lillian did. Joe and Lillian had two children as well. They, um, Walter and Marsha owned a little store in Littlefield, Texas. Um, and they were well-known, well-liked. Littlefield is just the a tiny town northwest of Lubbock. It's a really tiny town. Everybody knows everybody. And, of course, in 1971, everybody really knew everybody. Um, one night, Caitlin's grandmother, Lillian, had a nightmare. She clearly saw Marsha looking up as she moved hair out of her face and she had blood running down her face. She was so scared, she woke up and told her husband that they needed to get to Marsha and Walter and that something horrible had happened. Joe tried to calm her down and convince her that it was just a dream and they finally went back to bed. That night, across town, there was a knock at the door at Walter and Marsha's home. A man and a woman asked to come in and use the phone because their car had broken down just out near their house. When Walter let them in, the couple revealed guns and told them they were there for the money from the store. 
When Walter and Marsha resisted, a fight ensued, and the man hit Marsha over the head with a pistol. She was injured and bleeding badly. The children were awoken and the family was obviously terrified. The couple threatened Marsha that if she called law enforcement or anyone else, that they would be killed. The couple took Walter and the oldest daughter, Shelly, with them to the store, but they left Marsha and their four-year-old son at the house and they robbed the cash register. After they left the house, Marsha went into the bathroom and began to wash her face and pray. She moved the hair out of her face to tend to the wound and clean off the blood. At that moment, she looked up and asked God to tell someone. The next day, Joe and Lillian learned of the robbery and knew that God had been trying to reach out to them. This changed their views on what God was capable of and what God, that God can use even dreams. Wow. Yeah. That's Isn't weird. that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Because we were raised Baptist-ish, it's really easy for us to, I don't know, argue away a lot of things and kind of ignore a lot of things because it's not what we believe. And sometimes I think we underestimate God, what is possible. And so as Baptists, they would be like, no, that was just a dream. And they kind of ignored it and they shouldn't have. Mm. So what happened to the girl's husband and the oldest daughter. So I don't know, and Caitlin didn't know. Um, they just know that they actually got robbed. Um, the th crazy part was, is that Lillian dreamt the whole thing. She didn't just dream the part about the face, white, like moving her hair out of her face. She saw the whole thing in the dream. She saw the nightmare was of them getting robbed, getting in a fight with people with guns. And the main part that she saw in her dream was Marsha look up at it. it and Lillian felt like she looked up at Lillian and oh, was asking for help. Okay. And so it was just crazy. Pretty cool. So we got an email call. Tell us about the email. Okay. Our super fan, James. Okay, so this is a email from James. Um, he says, I heard your first podcast where you guys talked about La Llorona. No. La Llorona. La Llorona. Oh, wait, we have to talk okay, about that. Okay, so... <laughs> turns out I'm not good at Spanish or something. <laughs> and... The entire, uh, the entirety of episode two, I was saying La Llorona wrong because I was pronouncing the two L's in Llorona, but it's actually Llorona, like with a Y. And, and I was doing it too, even though I know better. And so do I, because I took three years of Spanish. Yeah. Like, like so people, we are thing. genuinely sorry Ugh. for butchering La Llorona's beautiful name. So much. And I'm really disappointed in us. 
Anyhow, so go ahead with the email. Okay, so he says, I heard your first podcast where you guys talked about La Llorona. A few days later, for no reason at all, I remembered a story I was told by a friend when I was a kid. Um, He says, I lived in Albuquerque, and I want to say I was in the fourth or fifth grade, which would have made it around 1987 or 1988. They listened to a tape story of a legend of La Llorona. Later, a friend, I am old, and can't remember who. (laughs) 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 We listened to a tape story of the legend La Llorona. Later, a friend told me a story of a relative or somebody they knew who was also a kid. As you know, La Llorona is said to haunt bodies of water searching for her children whom she drowned. This person was out after dark and was walking near a ditch or even the Rio Rio Grande. As they were walking, they became aware that they were being followed or watched. They were said to have seen a white ghostly figure. The figure was a woman, and the woman approached the child, and she was crying. (sighs) Sorry, I'm really bad at reading out loud, so I'm like reading ahead right now, and it's shocking. Mm-hmm. 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 This is some rough stuff up in here. <laughs> okay, so as you know, La, La, La Oh my gosh. As you know, La Yorona is said to haunt bodies of water, searching for her children whom she drowned. The person, um, this person was out after dark and was walking near a ditch or even the Rio Grande. How do you say it? Rio Grande? Grand. Um, it's not Rio Grande. I'm sorry. I want. We're American. Okay. The Rio Grande. As they were walking, they became aware that they were being followed or watched, and they were said to have seen a white ghostly figure. Um, the figure was a woman, and the woman approached the child, and she was crying. Um, they say she was reaching for the child. And the kid started running away and was being pursued by the woman. At one point, she was able to get a hold of the jacket of the child that that, uh, she was able to get a hold of the jacket the kid was wearing. And the kid was able to get away and ran all the way home. And when they got home, they were telling their family what happened and they discovered the jacket had a white handprint on it. Like the handprint had been bleached onto the jacket where the woman had grabbed the child. The child was Hispanic and we all grew up with the story of La Llorona. It was believed the kid barely escaped from the clutch of La Llorona herself. That is terrifying. Yeah, that is. That's like when you came home all freaked out. That kid came in and he had a handprint bleached under his jacket. Yeah. Ooh, he yeah, almost I died. Can't believe that. Oh my gosh. Oh my Ugh. goodness. That does not sound fun at all. No. Oh my goodness. On the discussion of visions versus dreams. I had a couple of thoughts and so I kind of put them together. It's something that I... Have you ever questioned whether or not you had a vision or... 
I'll put in my if two a dream. cents after I hear what really? you have to say. Deal. Okay. How do you tell if it is a vision or just a dream? Were you really sleeping or was that nightmare an encounter? I've had many years of learning how to spot the differences. In my experience, I must think back during some quiet, introspective time and really look at my mind and body's reaction to the vividness of the moment. If you really feel in your gut that you weren't asleep, believe yourself. Trust that part of you that knows your level of consciousness. I have had several dreams where I was asleep, but I know the dream was a vision. And it was more clear and less haphazard like a dream usually is. Very memorable. That seems to be one of the points to look at. If it meant something and stuck with you, it probably wasn't just a dream. It was probably some sort of a vision. The same goes for waking visions. If you're awake and look back in your memory and there is a person or a memory of a person almost in your peripheral, take that as fact. That person or thing was there. Several of my encounters were seen out of my spiritual eye. I don't know how else to describe that. It's like out of the corner of my eye, but I know it as like I know me and so I know that is me seeing something paranormal. Tyler said I sounded <laughs> I sounded new agey when I was talking about my spiritual eye. I'm not talking about my third eye or anything like that. I'm talking about that part of me that sees ghosts, that sees demons, that sees visions. What if it is your third eye though? Oh, what if I'm wrong? What if yeah. it is my third eye? That's true. Maybe Anyhow, we throw some of that into a podcast too. Okay. I want to talk about the and Illuminati. not. Okay. Sometimes I've seen ghosts literally, like with my eyes, eyes, but most of them have been felt, and I've gotten an image of them in my mind, and I've learned to trust that. I have a story, but I don't know if you want. Wait, to Wait, I want to put a point in. Yes, about that I want to hear you about bit. that. Um, okay, so when you said I've seen ghosts literally, but most of them have been felt and you kind of just got an image of them. I had one experience that was like that, but I don't know if you can trust that. Or I don't know if I can anyways. I think it depends on how much you trust yourself to not exaggerate and make something up in your own head. Yeah. Can you trust yourself? Can you look back and say, you know what? I think that actually happened to me. Or can you look back and go, I was being silly and made that up. See, I feel like it's hard to tell. Could happen, yeah. But um, like I know what you're talking about. Like you feel them because me and Bailey had an experience one time. We were, you know, out being teenagers. Yeah. And we knocked on an old church. In the middle of the night because you know oh my gosh things shouldn't answer the door to a church at two in the morning yeah but you know yeah the thrill of it well so we knocked on a church and i had on a church door yeah so i had my phone flashlight like in the window that was on the door and i knocked on the door but the window was kind of high so i couldn't like see in there so i had my phone light in the window and i was knocking on the door and Bailey was like way behind me or something. 
and I like felt something like come to the door and like, but it was like really fast and it just like stopped at the door and Bailey saw something and screamed cause I had my light in the window. And so that was my only experience like that of just like feeling something. I totally trust that. But because you can feel it. I also, the, my other thought, where was I going with that point? Hang on. People can make up things. Yeah, people can make up things. And whether it's for attention or they just, like, can't not make up something. Okay. So, next we are going to oh. talk about... Oh, are we oh, going to no, listen to my story? Oh, no, you had a story. Or no. Yeah, we need to listen to it. I had an experience... I don't know how to explain, but I know in my heart it totally happened. My grandparents, after they passed, they are always with me. They're always around me. And I know people say that they're always with me, but it's serious. Like I can hear my grandma tell me whether or not I'm baking a cake right. Um, Popo Sparks, he, helps me irrigate and deal with cows. And so in Poco Whiteman is usually there with me when I irrigate. Mm-hmm. And Grandma Jean yelled at me once because I was wearing the wrong shoes. Oh. So I totally went back in the house and changed my shoes. And when I left again, she was totally quiet. Hmm. She was fine. But she said, don't you dare leave that house in those shoes. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is they all talk to me. They're all around me and it's not constant. Sometimes it's, I can hear them. Sometimes it's quiet for months. Um, and so it's, it's just the way it is. But my Poco Whiteman does not say anything. Ever? No. The other three talk to me. He's there. I can feel him there. But he does and he'll point and he'll help me irrigate. Like I I I know he's there, mm-hmm. but he won't say anything. So one day I threw a fit and I like yelled out loud to him while I was irrigating. I was like, why is it that I can hear the other three and you don't say a word to me? You don't talk to me. It's like you don't care. I don't understand. That night, that night I had a dream. And it was super vivid. Okay. It's one of those dreams that I can't forget. It's that vivid. It was part of a memory, I think. It's me when I was very little. I'm thinking probably four or five. Getting out of the car in their driveway and running towards the house to go see grandma and to see if grandma had any cake or anything like that and give her a hug. He was walking across the yard at us as we were running by and as I ran by he reached out and grabbed me to him and gave me a hug like to the side and his belt buckle hit me in the forehead like not on the forehead but on the side of the head right here Uh his belt buckle hit me and it hurt and he said I love you screwball and I went on and that was I woke up I'm not kidding I remember that belt buckle hitting me in the head. It's that belt buckle that you have. The one with the bear claw on it? Yeah. And, or one very similar to it. Okay. And 
he never said I love you very much in person, mm-hmm. ever. And he always called us screwball. And so I feel like that dream was his way of saying, look, I don't have to talk to you. I loved you. And I, that's all I, I said it once. I don't out, need yeah. to say it again. You know? Oh, yeah. He's like, and he yeah. was, he was, yes, he is okay. a lot like that. So anyhow, that's what happened to me. And that's, I don't care what people say. That was not just a dream. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. I don't think I've had any dreams like that. Huh. Okay. All right. I've had dreams like that for people that are alive, though. That, like, very not clear. in contact with anymore. Yeah. The very vivid, like, the, like, like, shock you in your uh-huh. core. Like, only like the people what? that you have, like, a really strong past with. Yeah. Like what? Like one of my exes. Really? Yeah. Was it when you guys were apart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was the dream helpful or was it um, detrimental? I don't remember because it was really vivid and now that that whole situation has passed, it's not. Oh. Huh. So I don't really remember what was said. I remember like the general idea. Yeah. But I don't really like remember it being something crazy. Huh. Yeah. Did it make you happy or sad? Uh, I, I don't remember. Then really by don't. my rules, it wasn't a vision. Okay, well. Because you would still remember it. I think you would still remember. Because I know of a vision that I had when you were a baby. Mm-hmm. And it like changed my life. It did. It changed me physically, emotionally. spiritually changed me and I can still remember it as if it happened last night. Hmm. And it was 20 some odd years ago. Well, if I was a baby, that would have happened <gasps> 20 years ago. It was 19 years ago. How's that? I'm 20 years old. Not yet. Hit me up on my TikTok. <laughs> my at is... I think it's Cole Jordan 05 or something like that. Uh, Are you pimping yourself out? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I want more followers. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking about smudging. Smudging. What it is, why you should do it, why you shouldn't do it. Okay. So where did the practice originate, you may be asking? The answer is... Distinct from cleansing, smudging has been well established as a Native American cultural or tribal practice, although it isn't practiced by all groups. We have the traditions of many Native American peoples to thank for its use. Many other cultures around the world share similar rituals. Okay, so the cool part is we're going to just hit the points. Okay. Okay. This is why I brought this up. It may be purifying. So most used types of sage have antimicrobial properties. This means they keep infectious bacteria, viruses, and fungi at bay. White prairie sage, 
The belief is that burning sage clears out spiritual impurities, pathogens, even insects have been fundamental to the practice. Everybody says that it clears out evil and things like that. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that it changes the air on a molecular level and kills pathogens and germs. So why don't they do that in hospitals then? Because it's not... It's not proper. It's not that there's a lot mm. of argument. Okay. The same way they don't diffuse essential oils in hospitals. Oh yeah. Which would totally work and help. And they don't do it. And some people are allergic to smoke. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. It can be a spiritual tool. So it may dispel negative energies. It can cleanse or empower specific objects. It may help improve your mood. It may help soothe your stress. And it may help improve the quality of your sleep. And it can boost cognitin. Cognitive. Cognitive. The way your brain works. Oh. And it can also create an uplifting fragrance. I don't think it's an uplifting fragrance. I, don't I think, think it's so a either. clean fragrance. I don't think so. But I don't think it's an uplifting fragrance. Oh. To me, bergamot is an uplifting fragrance. You know? Yeah. Orange. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but sage, but, not so much. Yeah, so why should you sage? Because it cleans the air, it cleans out energies, it cleans your spirit. It helps clear your mind. Basically, everybody's doing it, so you just need to hop on the bandwagon <laughs> and burn some sage. Wait. And just... You're saying everybody's doing it? That's because of where you live. Oh, yeah. I... Hang on. Let me rephrase that. Everybody in my small Colorado town is doing it, so you might as well just jump on the bandwagon and do it. Yes, it is very popular in our town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So is incense and what other things? Dancing like you're drunk. Marijuana. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Okay, so people, we wanted to apologize for last episode. I uploaded it and I am new to editing sound files. And I accidentally uploaded our episode two with eight minutes and 45 seconds missing at the beginning not Mm. missing it was blank it was silence and then the beginning started like it didn't take out anything no no so it still did it it just had a bunch of blank stuff yes it just had a bunch it had blank air at the beginning so just to let you know, I'm sorry. Please tell your friends, anybody who listened and thought we were janky, that we're sorry about that and that... We're actually very cool. We're actually very fun and you would love to be friends with us. But I fixed it and I re-uploaded it. So if you would do me a favor and go ahead and re-listen to episode two, download it, listen to it, and give it a second shot we would really appreciate it thank you so much okay and then we finally have a website this is at countryroadparanormal.wordpress.com 
it's going to be kind of like a blog so that I can put in announcements and things like that to a website. So if you want to, you can always subscribe by email and you'll get the updates as I send them out. It's no different than being on our Facebook page or Instagram or anything mm -hmm. else though. And then we also have a Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash countryroadparanormal. We have two membership levels. We have a spooky level, which is $3 a month. This lets you, um, let spooky members who are, who... So the first one is called Spooky. It costs $3 a month. This one is... Spooky members are those who love the podcast. Um, you might... <laughs> Do that more! <laughs> my, my accent? Me and Bailey got stuck into it. We were <laughs> hanging out in Delta one day and started doing an accent, and that was a month ago. <laughs> and we can't get rid of it now. I want to hear it. Okay, I'll talk in Okay. You might not be haunted, but you've seen a thing or two. Hear your topic, story, or request. Um, you can chat live with us. And you have access to a members-only Facebook group, um, which has fan requests, a live chat, and a private community. Also, an $8 membership. This one is called Haunted. And this, this tier is for those who can't stop sending in their stories and love the podcast. We will always be adding new bonus content for the Haunted Patreon. This one, you get behind the scenes and unedited podcasts um, where you can hear the train going by or maybe an argument that we had while recording <laughs> because that's already happened for every single podcast that we've recorded. <laughs> um, you get to hear your requested topic, which means what like if they send it in then we have to say it what if they say some weird things we'll, we'll ignore them okay if you send us some weird things you will be ignored <laughs> um you can hear shout outs these ones any new um subscribers to the eight dollar a month membership will be shouted out in the next podcast and you get access to the members only Facebook group and you can get a one-on-one -on -one phone call with Shelly or Cole to chat about your stories or questions you have this is crazy because I didn't even know that <laughs> I didn't know that yeah. <laughs> also don't forget to follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter TikTok on the way YouTube on the way. YouTube on the way. But we don't have any others, I don't think. Nope, I think, I think that's, that's it. that's going to be it. All right. Well, thank you. We will see you on the next podcast. Oh, so April 1st. <laughs> no, you forgot the whole month of March. Oh, March 1st. I'm excited. I want April to come. Oh, yeah. Skip my 20th birthday. <gasps> 20th birthday? What are we going to do for your 20th birthday? And Bailey's 17th birthday. Maybe a different time. We don't have to do everything on your birthday. Yeah, we do. We can do haunted it's stuff. It's my it's day. A, it's a week of your birthday. Birthday week. I don't want to be one of those girls. 
Yeah. Okay, so make sure and send in your stories, whether they happen to you or to a buddy or something cool that was paranormal, scary, spooky, shocking, ghosty. Go ahead and email us at countryroadparanormal at gmail.com. Bye, guys. We'll see you in the next episode, which is March 1st.